This episode is powered by Safety FM. The Crucial Talks Podcast with your host, Mike Saddam. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Crucial Talks Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Saddam. If you need anything from me, as always, please visit CrucialTalks.com and feel free to reach out to me. And if I could ask for a quick favor, if you could quickly rate and subscribe to the podcast, I'd greatly appreciate it because it really helps us grow the audience. Now, today, we get to talk with two really amazing people. Now, they have a tremendously optimistic and positive view of business, life, and most importantly, people. Dr. Joelle Speed has a very successful pediatric dental practice, and her chief driving officer is Amy Perkins, who is also the founder of Keys to Courage. Now, we could do this whole episode on how they've grown the dental practice this year because there's a lot to learn from how they did that. However, the bigger story, and really the reason they're here isn't just because of the business success, but it's really how they have teamed up, how they've created a network, and how they're moving toward a, this kind of the super important goal of helping people live the dreams they have for their lives, how they're uniting people, and how they're really bringing the best out of people with this really positive, strength-based focus on people. So without further ado, I'd like to welcome really two friends and teammates who have worked together. And this is Joelle Speed and Amy Perkins. How are you guys doing today? Hi, we're good. We're doing Thanks. well. Thank you. Great. Well, I really wanted to thank you for coming on because your your story is kind of interesting because it's not just a business success story and it's not just a way for people that are in the medical field to understand how to relate better with patients and clients and that sort of thing. But really, you guys have taken off on this this real journey together that goes well beyond your business. So before we start, can you tell us a little bit about where you were and then how you've really gotten to where you are today with all these new things you're doing, new ways you're interacting with people. I think a lot of people would be interested in this journey you've taken from where you were maybe a couple of years ago to where you are today. Absolutely. Yeah. So my kids had been going to Dr. Speed's pediatric dental practice Gosh, for over 10 years, my husband's also in the dental field and he knew that she was the best of the best. So we had had a patient client relationship for years and years and years. I admired the business that she had built. I really looked up to her as a woman in business, but we weren't friends. Yeah. You know, we weren't hanging out. We didn't text each other. We were Facebook friends. Mm -hmm. We were. But really just acquaintances. And then two years ago, I got to this point in my life where I was ready to start a business and I knew that I needed to get some advice from a woman that had already had a successful business. Even though what I was starting and what she had were totally different, I admired her, I looked up to her, and I wanted to see if she could give me five minutes of her time to go over some specific questions, mainly about um, building a team. I was really nervous. Um, I was a total different, different version of myself back then than I am now. And I really was nervous reaching out. Looking back, um, I had to ask my husband, you know, what he thought about it because he did work with her and work with her husband at the time. And he said, hey, just reach out to her on Facebook. The worst thing that can happen is she can say no. 
But for me then, like that was pretty terrifying, <laughs> you know, to get that no. But I took a deep breath and I pushed myself to reach out to her and asked her if she could give me five minutes of her time. Yeah, I mean, she did. So, you know, back then when she reached out to me, I thought, you know, great, let's get together. We'll go to coffee and just kind of thinking we'd spend about 30 minutes. I wanted to hear about her business and we ended up sitting there for three hours. Now to back up just a little bit, um, there was something to that, that meeting that was significant for both of us. So I am really passionate about businesses that have purpose. And that's kind of what I try to create within my own business. So I had grabbed this, this key from um, a company called The Giving Keys. They help employ people getting out of homelessness, and they inscribe these words. And I grabbed this believe key to take with me to my meeting with Amy. I don't know why I grabbed the key. It was just one of those moments where I thought, I feel like I should bring it. So when we were sitting there after we had finished our talk, I was really moved. I was moved by her business, but I was moved by what she was sharing with me and how passionate she was about helping these kids in her business. And part of the giving keys is really the magic is when you give that key away. So when you embody that word for yourself, the power really is in giving that key away to someone else so that they can take that word. And so I gave my believe key to Amy at the end of our meeting, just kind of like a take this key and, you know, good luck in your business. And I can't wait to hear what you do with it. <laughs> but it was so much more than that. I mean, I had full body chills when she offered and me tears. this key and tears. <laughs> and we didn't know what type of a moment it was, but we knew it was something yeah. big. And I tell you, I was this woman that was not courageous. I didn't really believe in myself. I kind of had imposter syndrome at that point, but I had this key, which was now like a genie's magic lamp around my neck. And I figured if this amazing doctor is going to believe in me and this idea that I have, I am going to believe in myself. And so I wore that key to every meeting. I wore it every time I made an e email or a phone call and I just pushed through fear to get to the other side. Mm -hmm. Well, let me interrupt just for a second here because you said some really good things here. Both of you have said some pretty important things that I think, I think we should really touch on really quick. So you had this basically a patient client relationship, which we mm -hmm. have with people all the time, right? It's, it's sure. very, it's not very deep. It's kind of a gloss over. You kind of know about people, but you know, very limited amount of people then you had to, to actually reach out. And that first step, and I want to hit this from two angles. So the first angle for you, Amy, is you had to reach out and you had to build up that courage. I mean, you, you asked your husband and you asked for advice. And I think he gave you good advice because his advice was, well, all she can say is no, right? I mean, mm -hmm. it kind of puts that, that spin to it, which is what's the worst thing going to happen. And I think a lot of times, and really what I want you to touch on, a lot of times people have a difficulty taking that one first step, even though it might be really small, even though it might be 10 or 15 words on a, on a Facebook messenger message or something like that. What was it that actually let you take that first step? Did you have to push yourself? I mean, cause back then you were a different person. You said it yourself. So what did you have to do 
to take that first step that a lot of people listening, they might have their own change they want to make, their own doctor speed they want to contact. What is it that allowed you to take that one step forward? So it was this magical little rule that I learned from a book that I had read right before I reached out to Dr. Speed. And it's a book by Mel Robbins. She was the number one book female speaker of the year, I think last year. And the book is called The Five Second Rule. (laughs) And if you aren't familiar with this rule, um, our brains, this is scientifically backed. Our brains, we have five seconds to act on an impulse. And so my impulse was wanting to reach out to Dr. Speed. And after I talked to my husband and I, again, I was terrified. It's funny to say now because I'm not terrified really of much anymore. No, she's not. (laughs) But I needed this rule. I had to count backwards in my head, five, four, three, two, one, and then take action. And I had to do that like dozens of times a day to get out of my own way. I needed to do that. And reaching out to her, I used that rule. And I used that rule going through all the things I need to do that scared me. Mm-hmm. And I don't need it anymore because it turns into a habit. Now mm-hmm. I just move. I have an impulse. I mean, a positive impulse, not like this crazy, <laughs> scary impulse. But those impulses um, that are scary, like reaching out to people, going up to people, sending emails, making phone calls, doing those things, I needed that five-second rule to get out of my way. Mm-hmm. Well, that makes me, okay, so now I want to talk to Joelle real quick. So you're, this is what's really cool about talking to you too, because a lot of people come to this, this crossroads in life or this part of their hero's journey or whatever, where they, where they bring somebody else into their story. And mm-hmm. a lot of times the fear of taking that step, the fear of reaching out, the fear of opening yourself and being vulnerable to somebody else stops people. But mm-hmm. what's cool about your story is that Joelle can now tell us your perspective from that. Because a lot of times the per- perspective the person making the decision has is different than the, per- than the perception of the other person. So I think it might put to rest some of the fears people have, if they could hear from you, Joelle, about how, how that came across when that happened and, and your thought process when Amy reached out to you, because I think it's beneficial for people to see that these people that are out there that can help you, Mm -hmm. they just might not know you exist, or they may not know your thought processes or your story. And a lot of times those people aren't as scary to contact as we think. So what was your point of view when this all happened? You know, it's funny. I think I was really fortunate when I went through school and I was, you know, needing to take steps in my career as I was trying to figure out what I was going to do when I got out. I was that person that would reach out. So I, I didn't really think of it as being courageous. I just really wanted to know you know, how did you do it? I would contact other dentists. How did you start your practice? What are your strengths? What are your weaknesses? What are your challenges? So I always sought people out and I wanted to be that person for others. So, you know, Amy reaching out to me, I was honestly, it was flattering. Like I, I'm, I come from that place of wanting to collaborate and help. And so her reaching out was an extreme compliment. Of course I would help. So I can't imagine of reacting any other way than how I did. And again, you know, knowing her as I did, you know, we weren't close, but I felt like I had a good impression of who she was as a person. 
So it was, it was actually really easy for me to say yes. Well, and you guys, because of this, you, you hit another good point because what I'm seeing online from what Amy is doing now, I mean, it's been a transition, a transformation that you guys have kind of gone through together. But what I'm seeing from Amy now is one, she definitely put away the, the imposter syndrome that a lot of people have, you know, where we think, oh, we can't do that. Oh, we'll never be as good as that person right now. And this is interesting because Amy, you and Joelle are doing some great things through social media and through, through one-on-one interactions and through conferences and things like that. But really what I want to get to is the fact that you are now in a place where somebody out there is in your shoes that you were two years ago. So this whole thing is one, you know, continue, I don't want to call it a cycle, but it's really one journey where we're taking different steps. And now you seem to be in that position where you are able to help people. So I want to now move into something that, that you guys are kind of, that I see online that you guys are kind of doing together. And that is creating really a network of people that kind of share the same, same beliefs and want to, want to transform, want to enhance, want to help others. What are you seeing as kind of those keys to that networking to how you guys are building relationships with people that really want to excel in their careers and businesses and in their relationships and their communities. What are you seeing when you're building this network of people that kind of share this same, the same goal, even though they may be in completely different industries or different businesses, what are some of those key things you're doing that are bringing these people along on this journey with you? So one of the resources that I found on my journey that I ended up sharing with Joelle is Seth Godin Mm -hmm. and his work. And one of the things he talks about is people like us do things like this mm-hmm. and you aren't for everybody. And Joelle and I know our messages that we share are not for everybody. I talk about nothing but kindness and positivity and optimism and annihilating self-doubt. And I get some really mean comments on posts and videos that I put out there. I am not for everybody. Mm-hmm. And I've, I've come to understand that it's, it's not me, it's them. Mm-hmm. So what Joelle and I have done is we put this message out and we embody mm-hmm. collaboration over competition and yep. we are just finding the people that value that too. And when you mm-hmm. show up as more of yourself and you stop trying mm-hmm. to please everybody and you stop trying mm-hmm. to be what you think everybody wants you to be and you're going to upset some people and that's okay. Mm-hmm. Especially if you're coming from a place of goodness and a good intent and you're aligned with your purpose and you're aligned with your values and your integrity. Mm-hmm. When you get to that place, you will find the people. Mm-hmm. No, I agree. And you know, I think so much and me being in a business for almost 20 years now, there, even within my, my sector, there's, this idea that somehow competing means you can't collaborate. And Amy and I really come from a place of, you know, I, she wants the very best for me and I want the same for her. And what we found is that, okay, one person on their own can be pretty powerful if you're motivated, but when you join forces, it magnifies your power. So when we have started collaborating and joining forces with women, even if they're not in our same sector, we are able to 
still learn from them, but we are also able to magnify each other. And we just keep finding more and more people that identify with this message. So, And yet we're finding the givers. The people yeah. that we don't resonate with are the takers. And right. there's a lot of takers out there. You know, me being on LinkedIn, I get almost 100,000 views on my content a week. I have people every single day that just ask, 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 ask. And it's different than when I asked Joelle. When I right. asked Joelle, I didn't just say, hey, I need your help. It was very specific. I said, could I possibly get a five-minute phone call? I have X, Y, Z questions I would love your input on. It was very specific. Mm -hmm. People come at it, I think, the wrong way. They come at it with, will you hop on an hour-long phone call with me and tell me about what you do? I want to know what you do. And and that's not the right way to ask. Yeah, or just share my content, share my video, here's my article, share my, you know, and Honestly, we come from the opposite place, I think, of what can I do for you. So I think when you come from that place of what can I do for you versus what can you do for me, it's just a different space. You attract mm-hmm. different people. Yeah. And we're, we want those people. We do. Well, and I, I find it interesting what you're saying because I've told you guys a little bit about what this podcast, what this show is really about. And it's really about people as social creatures and people, how they self-transform through adopting different roles and different identities and creating beliefs that go with those identities and really the the group behaviors that come from identifying or labeling one group as another group. So I really, what you're saying is really powerful because what you're doing is you're bringing people along this journey that are aligned with you, that, that mm-hmm. share those same core beliefs. Now, they don't mm-hmm. have to to share any beliefs about how a dental practice should run, or they shouldn't, they don't have to share any beliefs about how you're going to create online content or how you're going to create an online course or anything like that. They could be in a totally different industry, but their character and their values truly have to be aligned is what I'm hearing coming from you. Yeah. Bingo. I mean, yeah. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and so when you're, when you're going down this road, you've, you've done some things like, You've done online content, but you've also done things like, ho- did you guys host a conference or did you, because it was pretty recent. Yeah, we were part of a panel at um, the Women in Power. We were asked to speak. Yeah. In Napa. When you were asked to do that, why, did they reach out to you? Why were you asked to speak? And then I'm, I'm really interested in what did you speak about? So the really cool thing is it's all on relationship building. Mm -hmm. A friend of mine owns one of the fastest growing wines in the nation. It's um, Jam Cellars Butter Chardonnay. They have Butter Chardonnay, Jam Red, Candy Rosé, and Toast Sparkling. (laughs) I've known her since I was born. Our parents were best friends in high school, and they live a totally different lifestyle than my husband and I, but she's one of my best friends. She was approached to be the main sponsor as people that own large businesses get approached a lot um, to donate money for a conference, Women in Power Conference. And when they approached her, she said, I will be a sponsor, but you have to meet my friend, Amy. You need her to speak. (laughs) And so the woman that was in charge of that reached out to me and I said, I would be happy to speak but I need to bring Joelle (laughs) because people need to hear our story. They need to hear the story on collaboration Mm -hmm. for women, especially over competition. And when you adopt that abundance mindset that there is enough success and 
for all. There's room at the table for everyone to be successful. And she loved it. And so I brought Joelle and we shared, we shared our story. Yeah. It must be a wine thing because, <laughs> because I hear, you know, what you guys are saying, uh, I listen to Gary Vaynerchuk also, and you know, he's, he started out with wine and he's got new wines coming out and, and stuff like that. And basically what I'm hearing, although he throws a lot of cuss words in there that you haven't, it really is about the whole notion of we're living in one of the best times ever, if not the greatest time ever, where there really is a huge capacity for success for everyone. And what I like what you guys are saying is you're telling me and what you've seen in your experience is that it is not a zero-sum game. There doesn't have to be a winner and a loser. Yes. We're all going to win and lose, but ultimately, we could yep. all win together. Yes. That's what I'm hearing from you. Yes, you hit it right on the head. Perfectly said. Well, so now that we, we've kind of touched on what you have done in the past, we've kind of touched on how you guys got together, the importance of teamwork, the importance of aligning values and character, the importance of relationships and how those relationships can create opportunities. I mean, you've created opportunities for each other. You, you've had opportunities to speak. You've, have, you've had opportunities to meet a bunch of great new people. You've had opportunities to help others succeed now that we've kind of talked about some of those opportunities, what are you guys planning for the future? What are you thinking is on the horizon? I mean, you, you help people plan to meet their dreams, which means to me, you must eat your own lunch that you make. So you must have a plan for yourselves. What's, the, what's coming up? <laughs> so it's just ironic that you speak about wine. I'm from Napa. I lived there till I was four. My parents were born and raised. And about six weeks ago, I was going down to visit one of my friends. And another one of our friends in Napa, her daughter was murdered in November at the borderline shooting in Thousand Oaks. She was the youngest victim. She was 18. And it rocked the Napa community. And Elena this beautiful angel that is no longer with us. She was like a sister to one of my best friend's girls and one of my best friends, Lori Ilsley, was like a mom to her. And that's how I met Elena and her family and I've known them for years. So they are all in a really dark place. Elena's parents are moving forward. They have a foundation to share kindness and they have a mission. They don't want these mass murderers' names in the media anymore. They want the, the people that are left, the people that have been taken to be remembered. And as I'm driving to Napa, and this is what happens with Joelle and I, these like <laughs> ideas fly into our heads and our hearts. And yeah. I thought, we need to come up with a wine to inspire. A wine that, because when you get together, when you're mourning someone, especially in our group, when you're mourning, when you're celebrating, we get yeah. together for our mastermind. Like we bring wine. We bring wine. <laughs> when we have a friend, it's like you need a gift or it's wine. And so this idea came into my mind. What if I collaborated with Lori, my friend in Napa, and we came up with a wine to inspire. And this would be a way. It's so much more than the wine. It is a product with a purpose. Mm -hmm. And what we would do, instead of having huge dreams of having this wine on all supermarkets everywhere. We're going to start really small. We're going to have 112 cases and we're going to be 
having events. And at these events that we have with this wine, we're going to be raising money for different charities and foundations. And the first one is going to be Elena's Voice, our friend who lost her daughter in November. And this has been a few weeks from this idea flying into my head. We already have our wine. It's a Chardonnay. We met with the controller last week. My friend Lori and her sister-in-law Jeanette and I, the three of us are doing this wine. And they're already finding purpose again. I mean, it makes me want to cry. Like after being in this dark, dark place and we've shared it with Elena's parents and they're excited and they're excited to be able to share their daughter's voice with people in another way. And the coolest thing is Joelle is so excited for me. (laughs) And even though she's not part of this business, man, is she going to be part of this (laughs) on a a bigger, bigger level. Right. And, and it's the thing that that's come out of it for me. And this has just been really, really recent is it's, it's just an example of how the platform of LinkedIn has really been, I feel instrumental in connecting us to some really incredible people. And we had someone reach out a few weeks ago and introduce us to someone. And I had a phone call with him last week. And um, part of that, I mean, part of my mission really is, and part of both, I think, Amy and my mission is about doing things different, which is, again, inspired by Seth Godin's book, Tribes. And so my practice with a purpose, you know, her products with purpose, these are all meant to inspire And so we just, I just had a phone call with him and he's working with someone else in my profession. So he's a a specialist in endodontics and they have a conference that they're putting on next February and they want Amy and I to come speak. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, just, just kind of showing people how you can do it different because in my profession, things are pretty status quo. And we're doing it in my business, so we want to show others how to do it in theirs. So that's kind of the latest. (laughs) And Dr. Speed's practice, I don't know if you know this, Mike, the scrubs that she buys for her staff, she uses a company that does a buy one, give one. They're expensive, but everything for her that's meaningful is what she does. She has toothbrushes that she gives out to her patients that they are made from recycled yogurt cups <laughs> because she wants to use products with purpose. Yeah, it's, it's behind all the decisions that I make. I mean, even down to the lollipops that we put in the kids' goodie bags, like those were developed by a child entrepreneur. She was 11 years old and wanted to create a healthy treat. So I love that I can support a kidpreneur, right? So a lot of those details that that go into my practice and really in what we do are purposeful. Well, and that's what I love about the way you guys are approaching this because I've used Maslow's hierarchy of needs before and it really comes down and I, I, the only reason I use it, it is very linear and I don't like linear very much when we're talking about human-based systems. But what I do like about it is the fact that I can split it up into what people need and really I split it up two ways. I split it up into social needs and basically money needs. And if you look at that hierarchy of needs, the money stuff is always at the bottom, physiologic needs and safety needs, everything else at the top of that pyramid, belonging and esteem and what you need cognitively and what you need for self-actualization, all that stuff at the top is social. But one of the things people miss 
is the fact that when you hit all of those things, when you have your physiological needs met, your safety needs met, your your belonging, your esteem, and now you become self-actualized, what really is is missing is what surrounds all that, and that's doing something for others. And that's really where the power lies in any human-based system. And really what you guys are doing is a human-based system. It depends on people. And I love what you're saying about having a practice with purpose and having a product with purpose. Because, and correct me if I'm wrong here, but what you're seeing in your experience is that purpose is driving people towards certain behaviors. And they don't have to have the same backgrounds. They don't have to have the same business, or they don't have to have the same educational background. They don't even have to live in the same area or or speak really the same language sometimes. As long as they have that kind of what I call a superordinate goal to look toward, everybody has a role to play. Is that what you're kind of seeing in your experiences thus far uh, in what you're doing? Absolutely. I think so. And when you focus less on yourself yes. and on others. Yes. There's just so many people that are so focused on themselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, so let me ask you this then, because you, you both came into this relationship from different places. I mean, you, you were on different paths and these paths just happened to, to cross. I mean, really, because you guys both kind of made, made changes and transformed a bit so that your, your paths would cross so that you could get mm-hmm. on a journey together but you had to you had to get there somehow so you know we do talk about self actualization we do talk about the need for individuals to 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 be self aware to have to have an awareness of where they want to go and that kind of seems like even for you guys it had to do you had to do that first you had to realize what you wanted to become and what you weren't yet so what i'd like to do is we kind of wrap up this episode is is really talk to you about, okay, if you realize, hey, I want to do something like this, or I want to increase or improve my relationships or start a business, what do you have to do at an individual level? Anybody listening now that might be listening in their car or at lunch at work or whatever, and they want to make a change, and they feel like, hey, I'm in this by myself right now, but I need to make a change to get more people involved. What are some hints or what are some tips or what are some key behaviors can you guys point to that somebody could start taking today when they get to work or when they're done with lunch that can help them start moving in a positive direction like like you guys are doing and like your your network is doing? So this all started for me, and, and I want to preface this with why I share my story, why I have a blog, why I do video, why I have a newsletter. I was broken wide open before I reached out to Joelle. My best friend from college died. She died. She had a two-year-old baby. She was a single mom. And so when she died, it was that wake-up call for me. I had a huge slap on the face wake-up call that tomorrow I could get a terminal diagnosis. And so I needed to get busy getting uncomfortable Mm -hmm. and running fearlessly toward finding that life Mm-hmm. that lit me up. Mm-hmm. So while I needed to be broken wide open, I think what people just need more than that is that innate desire mm-hmm. 
and flip that switch to mm-hmm. where you realize I'm kind of going through the motions here. Mm-hmm. I want something more. And and that's kind of, I think I told Amy too, when I, when we connected, you know, it was, I was in a place in my life, there was really nothing wrong. I, I had achieved success. I had done a lot with my life, but I guess you could say I was on autopilot. So just going through the motions, nothing was horribly wrong, but you know, just again, just kind of complacent. And I think sometimes we talk ourselves out of things um, because of that, or at least I was for the time being. I've achieved a lot. I'm good. I'm fine. And, um, you know, watching Amy when she started exploding her life and using that courage and that key and seeing what she was doing. I mean, honestly, it gave me more power to believe more for myself. So I shared with her some of my big dreams. And it was just that process of sharing, I think, with someone else. Because when you keep those things inside and you're not really talking about it, it's never going to happen. And that's really been our process is we just start talking to people and that's how we find these people that end up coming into our lives. I, I talk to everybody and they'll introduce us to someone else. I know you, who you should meet. You should meet so-and-so. They could do your photography or, you know, your videos or whatever. We just, we talk about it nonstop. So I think it, it talk about your dreams, talk your about dreams. your dreams, put them out there. Cause I think when you speak them, you know, you're putting it out into the universe, I think. So I think that's the best place to start. Yeah, I think you guys have really hit it on the head here because it's, it really is about the fact that we do need each other. And, and I love what you said, Joel, because I know you've had this successful business. I mean, people that would look at it on paper would think, well, why does she want to do anything else? I mean, she's got this yeah. successful dentist practice. She's She's really one of the one of the best dentists in the area. And why would on paper, there's no need. Why not just keep going to the beach and, you know, <laughs> drinking Mai Tais and stuff like that. But really it comes down to this inner drive to, to be part of something bigger and to help other people. Mm-hmm. And that's really what I love about your stories. Even though you both come from two different directions your drive and your vision and your character and the reason why you're doing what you're doing really is a great lesson for everybody. And it really comes down to that need for people to have a greater purpose, whether it's at work or in their communities or what have you, everybody needs to find that drive. And I guess for the people out there, some of the lessons I've seen from both of you is that everybody does have this hero's journey in them and people need to realize that you do every hero's journey has to have some sort of uncomfort in there. They've got to have something to overcome. And sometimes it's inside of us. We need to overcome. And other times it's that need to, to solve a challenge Mm -hmm. that is that, that inner drive. So really, I mean, I've heard so many great lessons from you. And if people want to hear more from you, if they want to find out more about the, the dentistry practice or keys to courage or what you guys are doing with the wines or what you're doing with speaking, where can they get more information from you? How do they get a hold of you? Uh, what are you, are you looking for anything right now or are you 
Are you just wanting to connect with people? How can they get a hold of you and kind of find out more? Well, I mean, my website would be a great place to start if they want to learn a little bit more about my practice, which is smilegallerykidsdds.com. Um, certainly on LinkedIn, you know, that's a, a platform that I'm very active on. So, you know, connect with me there. Um, send me a message. I'm always looking for like-minded people to connect with and collaborate with. Um, and for me, I've got a website. I have a free weekly newsletter that just started out of wanting to share my journey because I knew there had to be somebody out there that was like me two years ago. And I just wanted to share weekly tips, actionable steps that people can take that I needed to take, resources, books that I read. Mm -hmm. I... I'm an avid reader. Yes, we're avid read. We read a lot of books and listen to a lot of podcasts. Yeah, so I share all that on keystocourage.com. That's where you can find my newsletter, my blog. I'm also on LinkedIn. I have an Instagram account, at keystocourage. And I know that Joelle and I both, we're going to be speaking mm -hmm. all over the place. Um, if you are interested in having us, yeah. you know, we speak about courage yeah. and collaboration and the power of when women come together mm -hmm. and yeah, just so much that we love mm -hmm. sharing in lots of different ways. We have a mastermind group we started at my house, mm -hmm. which is exploding. Yes. And we're adding more people all the time. So I think really our, you know, the bottom line is, is we want to help and inspire others to do what we're doing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like a movement. Yeah. <laughs> Well, definitely, I think that's a great word for it, movement, because it doesn't mean you're trying to make a dentist practice better and doesn't mean you're trying to help people be social media influencers. It really means that you want a movement to start where everybody can succeed. So I really wanted yeah. to, to thank you both for coming on to the podcast. I mean, we've heard some great things about overcoming things like imposter syndrome at the individual level, mm -hmm. about joining and partnering with other people to expand what you can do because we really are stronger together. We've heard great things about focusing on collaboration over competition, that there's plenty of success out there for everybody, that aligning character and vision really helps people join together and play roles that can help each other meet these, these superordinate goals, these greater purposes, these visions, and this greater way of, of living really. Mm -hmm. And we really enjoyed talking to you just because of the fact that you have this great story that has all these lessons, not only for the individual, but for groups and really for entire systems of people. So I really wanted to thank you both for coming on. Thank you. Thank you. All righty. Well, everybody out there, if you're a new listener or you've been listening for a while, please visit me at crucialtalks.com. Feel free to connect with me via email or on LinkedIn, Facebook, or Twitter and share the podcast, rate it. We really want to grow this community. When you get a chance, also please visit smilegallerykidsdds.com to see more about Joelle Steve or keystocourage.com to find out more about Amy Perkins. Have a great week. And remember, if we want to understand behavior, we need to understand what drives people. Please review, share, and subscribe to the Crucial Talks podcast. Visit crucialtalks.com.